So guys, I'm going to start in Luke 6, verses 46 to 49 here. So if you want to open your Bibles there, um, I'm going to start here. It says here, Luke 6, verse 46 to 49. It says here, What good does it do for you to say, I am your Lord and Master, if what I teach you is not put into practice? And I already love that, guys. Jesus is saying, what good does it do, guys, if we're not actually practicing what he says? Let me describe, let me describe the one who, I tr- who truly follows me and does what I say. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house and then lays a deep and secure foundation. When the storm and floods rage against that house, it continues to stand strong and unshaken through the tempest, for it has been wisely built on the right foundation. But the one who has heard my teaching and does not obey it is like a man who builds a house without laying any foundation whatsoever. When the storms and floods rage against that house, it will immediately collapse and become a total loss. Which of these two builders will you be? So guys, I love that that ends with the question, which of these two builders will you be and will we be during this time? Will we be people who build on the solid rock of Jesus or will we be people who build on other things? And and I want to say this with as much love and conviction as I can, but I believe there's actually a lot of people who are Christians who are out there where you have been walking with God for whatever amount of time. But still, if you're a person who is consistently negative and consistently being affected by things people say or do or the world around you, and you are not strong in your faith, I want to question you, where have you built your foundation? What have you built upon in your life? And I think this is something just personal in my heart because sometimes I, yeah, I'm not going to, there's a rapid show there and I'm not going to go down there. So um, guys, and, and why I want to share about this is because as, as we are being led by God, as we are being led by the spirit of God, um, we are going to be confronted by the enemy. Now, that does not mean that we are going to be uh, d- distracted or necessarily swayed by the enemy at all if we built on the foundation of Jesus. But if we are not built on the foundation of Jesus in our lives, we are going to be swayed to the left, to the right. We are going to be distracted. We are going to get discouraged. We are going to lose sight of what the Lord has called us to. We are going to be distracted. Um, and so Luke 46, 49, guys, we can see here, Jesus is saying, what good does it do for you to say, I am your Lord and master. If what I teach you is not put into practice. Um, and, and a really simple story guys here, this is some, this is a pretty funny story, but I, well, it's not actually that funny, I guess in hindsight, but well, I worked with a lot of youth. I used to work at Youth for Christ and I worked with a lot of youth who were, uh, some of them were punks. They would do things that weren't the smartest, love them. But as you go close with them, you, um, you gain some authority in your life to be honest with them, to share with them, hey, you know, that was probably a dumb decision. You probably shouldn't have done that, but I love you. And that's not who God says you are. Um, but sometimes they do it enough that you're like, man, you just got to get this. Um, and this one youth I was really close with, I remember we did this course called Alpha. And um, I remember him uh, at the end of the Alpha course, he, he gives his life to, life to Jesus. He um, he's on fire for God and he's just so excited about this decision he had made and it was so special. Um, and later that night where we're, he, he leaves to this gas station to get a snack and he comes back later. Um, and he comes to me and he's like, yo, Chris, he's like, I did something bad. And I'm like, Oh, what did you do? He's like, I stole a bunch of stuff from the store. And so he shows me, he stole a bunch of chips and, and drinks. He ate most of it by that time, but he felt bad. He felt convicted. And I'm like, and, and in that moment, 
I, I, you know, I looked at him and I'm like, you know, do you feel that that was like, do you feel that that was the enemy trying to distract you? And I was, you know, trying to lead him along this journey of realizing, hey, you just made a really important follow God. And then all of a sudden you did something that's contradicting that. And do you feel like the enemy is testing you? And obviously he agrees. Yes, the Lord was testing me or sorry, the enemy was testing me and he was tempting me and I, and I gave in. Why I'm sharing this with you guys is it's in our lives as we are following the Holy Spirit, as we are following the promptings and the leading of the Holy Spirit, we are going to be tempted by the enemy. We are going to, the enemy is going to come against us. And something that Bill Johnson said that really resonated with me is, um, you know, if you're not bumping into the enemy sometimes, then maybe you're walking the same direction as him. And I guys, I think in our lives, we, we forget sometimes that we, as we are progressing, the enemy is going to come against us. Now, the enemy, if we are built on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ and some of the main principles he's called us to live, then we're not going to be shaken. But if we're not, then we are going to be shaken. I can testify that with my walk with God. You know, if people know my story, I, I actually gave my life to Jesus probably about eight different times throughout my youth until the last time where I really, really got saved. And I actually made a decision to truly follow Christ. And during all those times, after I'd go to camp, I'd be on fire for God. And then about one week later, all of a sudden, I was smoking weed again. I was drinking. I was um, doing all the exact same sinful things I was doing. And what that was is the enemy wants to destroy me and, and God wants to give me life and lead me into the calling that he has for me. And the, the same thing applies to our lives here. And so I want to go into an example with Jesus here, guys, in Luke 3. So if you guys want to turn with me to Luke 3, verses 21 to 22, I'm going to be sitting there for a bit. Sorry, guys, just got to turn here quick. So in Luke 3, verses 20, 21 to 22, it says, One day Jesus came to be baptized along with all the others. So this is Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist. As he was consumed with the spirit of prayer, the heavenly realm ripped open above him, and the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the visible, tangible form of a dove and landed on him. Then God's audible voice was heard, saying, My son, you are my beloved one. Through you I am fulfilled. So guys, Jesus... He has this mountaintop experience with the Father, where the Father is saying, My son, you are my beloved one. Through you, I am fulfilled. He is having this profound moment with God. Then moments later, in chapter 4 of Luke, it says here, From the moment of his baptism, Jesus was overflowing with the Holy Spirit. He was taken by the Spirit from the Jordan into the lonely wilderness of Judea to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser for 40 days. He ate no food during this time and ended his 40-day fast very hungry. And this is when the devil begins to try and tempt him. And so what I want to address here, guys, is I think sometimes we, we are going through life and as the Holy Spirit is leading us and we are being obedient, we expect it to be easy, to be perfect, that it's going to be um, a super simple time. But we need to realize, guys, if Jesus had a mountaintop experience and then went to the wilderness, then of course we are as well, guys. Now that is not me prophesying over you and saying you're going to have a terrible life and a terrible time. But we need to realize, guys, that as the Holy Spirit touches us, guys, the devil wants to try to tempt us and distract us. And again, if we build on the solid foundation of Jesus, we can remain strong during these times. The reason I feel like I want to share this with you guys, and I feel like the Lord put this on my heart for you guys, is, you know, during this week, you know, I had, there was moments where I felt distracted, where I felt 
Um, you know, I think all of us can admit, you know, we have moments where we're distracted and we maybe feel insecure or we feel like we um, are not perfect in certain areas. And we have moments where we reflect on our weaknesses. And we also have moments where we have mountaintop experiences. Right now, it's an amazing time with you guys out there just sharing with you and being with the Lord and being with one another. Um, and we have these moments where God touches us on Sunday and then Monday hits and your boss is annoying you, where your friends are annoying you, where th- situations in life um, seem like things are going to go bad or whatever is going on in your life. But we need to realize if we can just be built on the solid foundation of Christ, we can remain strong. Now, I felt like this was important to share too. If some of you are in the wilderness right now, or you feel like you are in a place where you are not understanding your process or your journey and you're discouraged right now, some of you are following the Holy Spirit, and this is actually not bad. It says here later on in uh, chapter 4 that Jesus came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Actually, it says in Luke 4, 14, that Jesus, armed with the Holy Spirit's power, returned to Galilee, and his fame spread throughout the region. He taught them in the synagogues, and they glorified him. Jesus was never led into the wilderness to be destroyed, but he was led into the wilderness to prove that he was stronger and he had authority over the enemy and to prove that he was victorious. It was never to destroy him. It was to strengthen him and show that he was completely victorious over the enemy. So I want to encourage you out there, if you're in this season right now where you're confused about your process and your journey with God and you feel discouraged, you know, that this actually might not be a bad season. The Lord is probably strengthening you and, and, um, arming you with his power. Now, maybe you're out there and you just have not repented for certain things that have gone on. And maybe you're in the wilderness by your own doings. I don't want to encourage you to, to repent today, to come out of that and to follow Jesus. And so I want to go to five keys here, guys, that I believe are really important uh, for our faith, for the foundation of our faith, guys. And as we do this, um, some of these five keys, I really believe that there's going to be a breakthrough in your life. So again, guys, um, the, if, if we can actually um, do these five things in our lives in our walk with God, guys, I believe there's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be strength. Um, and this is what it looks like to build on the foundation of Jesus. So the first one I want to address is prayer. In Luke 3, verses 20, or verse 21, it says here, um, As he was consumed with the spirit of prayer, the heavenly realm ripped open above him, and the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the visible tangible form of a dove and landed on him. But it says here, guys, Jesus was consumed with the spirit of prayer. And what I love about scripture is sometimes, you know, we, re- we, we think about Jesus and we're like, oh, that's so cool. Jesus was consumed with the spirit of prayer. But what we don't realize is if Jesus was consumed with the spirit of prayer, how much more do we need to be consumed with the spirit of prayer? If Jesus being the son of God, having God live inside of him, and he, he, is, he is God himself, if he was consumed with the spirit of prayer, how much more often do we need to be praying in our lives? And even for me, this is convicting to me because I think so often, you know, like we, we do pray, but there's so much more strength that is available if we could just pray more and commune more with God. And what I love about prayer, guys, is it's this vessel of communication between us and the Lord where he imparts strength, where he imparts authority, where he brings healing, where he brings clarity to our, our process. I love in Luke 6 verses 12 to 13. I'm going to turn it really quick here. Guys, I'm actually reading out of my Bible instead of posting my scriptures on my computer here. So bear with me as I find this stuff here. It says here in Luke 6, verses 12 to 13, After this, Jesus went up into the high hills to spend the whole night in prayer to God. At daybreak, he called together all of his followers and selected 12 from among them, and he appointed them to be his apostles. But what I love about this is that 
Jesus, before he makes this big decision of selecting his 12 apostles, he spends time with the Father alone in prayer. He spends the entire night in, in prayer. I've never spent an entire night in prayer. But guys, when, in our lives, as we're going through things, we need to be spending time in prayer. If you are finding pain in your process right now, I encourage you, pray to Jesus. Take time and pray with him and be with him and let him reveal to you how he wants to shift things or what, or give you a fresh perspective of what God is doing in your life. Guys, prayer will change your perspective in your process. The second thing I want to talk about, the second key on building on the foundation of Jesus, I believe that we need to look at is Jesus being affirmed by the father in verse 22 here. You know, Jesus is baptized and the Holy Spirit, or sorry, and the father affirms him. He says, my son, you are my beloved one through you. I am fulfilled. You know, if it was essential to Jesus that he was affirmed by the Father, that he was receiving affirmation and love from the Father, how much more important is it for us to be receiving love and affirmation from the Father? You know, I think when we don't do it, I think sometimes that can show a bit bit of a spirit of pride or that we're distracted, that we don't think that we need the Father's affirmation and love daily because we do. And I want to encourage you guys to get alone in the secret place to, to practice hearing the Father's voice because he is there and he is speaking. And read the word, read what the Father, what the Lord says about you and about his love for you guys. It's so important to our identity. Um, the, the thing about Jesus that I love, guys, is he, his entire life was defined by the Father, his business that he was doing, um, and also his identity, guys. And in the same way, um, if our life is being defined by anything else than the Father's love, then we are going to get uh, distracted, then we are going to be tossed um, to the left and to the right and shaken. But when we... When we know our identity, we know that we are loved by the Father unconditionally. When we receive his love and his affirmation, guys, um, we will be unshakable in life. And I think one thing that's very interesting that I want to tell you guys is the the enemy, sorry, the devil and and God both have one thing they're very concerned about, and it's your identity. The Lord wants to impart to you the identity of sonship, that you are a son, that you are a, or a daughter of God, that you are his child, and that this is really important to God. But it's also very important to the enemy to try to rob you of your identity. And if you are unaware of that, then you could be deceived if you don't think that the enemy actually wants to rob you of your identity and that he's not actively trying to do that. Guys, as we receive the affirmation and the truth and the love about our identity, guys, we become solid. This, our mind becomes so solid that the enemy cannot bring in distractions. And anytime the enemy brings up a lie about who we are, we know who we are so strongly. So Father, I just pray right now, before I go into the rest of the stuff that, Holy Spirit, if there's anyone else out there right now that has been experiencing lies about their identity, lies about who they think they are, God, I pray that you would just break those things right now with your love. That you would touch them with a fresh um, outpouring of your love and of your truth and of who you say they are, God. And... Father, they would no longer struggle with this, Father, that you would um, make their mind and their heart and their spirit so solid and so aware of who you say they are and your love for them, God, that anytime the enemy tries to come and distract them, Father, that you would bring, um, that they would, be, they would be solid, God. They would know who you say they are, Father. So, guys, that's the second key. So, we have, we have prayer and we have being affirmed by the Father, intimacy with the Father. The second is we need to have an active and alive relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit daily. Now, this is something I wrestle with because we do have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But at the same time, Jesus had the Holy Spirit living inside of him, yet he had a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit that day. 
says here in verses 21 to 22 in Luke 3, when the heavenly realm ripped open above him, the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the visible, tangible form of a dove and landed on him. And then God's audible voice was heard saying, My son, you are my beloved one. Through you I am fulfilled. And so guys, Jesus, if he needed a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, then so do we. And Holy Spirit, I just pray it now then that every single person out there, God, that is watching, every single person that is listening, that Holy Spirit, you would bring a fresh touch of your presence in their lives right now. Holy Spirit, if there's people out there that need to be healed, that have um, any afflictions, any pain, any anxiety, any mental health issues, or have been experiencing any lives, Holy Spirit, I pray that you bring healing but, and also a fresh outpouring of your presence. Holy Spirit, you are alive in us. Become abide on us too, Father. Holy Spirit, abide. We want to be abiding in your presence daily. We want to be living in an active relationship with your Holy Spirit and being touched and refreshed by your Holy Spirit daily. So we thank you, Lord. Guys, the, the third thing, sorry, the fourth thing here, guys, is the word of God. So in Luke 4, 4, Jesus is being tempted by the enemy. And it says here, Jesus replied, I will not, for it is written in the scriptures. Oh, sorry, I'll read the verse before. He ate no food during this time and ending, ending his 40 day fast very hungry. It was then the devil said to him, if you really are the son of God, command this stone to turn into a loaf of bread for you. Jesus replied, I will not, for it is written in the scriptures. Life does not come from only eating bread, but from God. Life flows from every revelation from his mouth. Guys, our life, our life is formed by the revelation of who Jesus says we are and by the word of God. And this is something so important for every Christian. And I want to encourage every Christian, you need to be in the word of God daily. You need to be in the word of God weekly. And I think it's something that we can all step up and be in the word more. It's so important for our lives, guys. We are meant to be formed by the Father's intimacy, yes, and by the Holy Spirit, yes. And really important, we need to be formed by the Word of God in our lives. We need to know the Word. We need to be in the Word. We need to be reading about the lessons of Jesus. And if we're coming up with any assumptions about life and about ourselves that are not rooted and founded in the Word of God, then we will be shaken. The Word of God is the strong foundation that we are to build our lives upon. The last key I want to talk about here, guys, is to carry a heart of worship. So I'm going to look here in Luke, Luke, Luke chapter 4, verse 8. Um, so here in verse 5 uh, to 7, uh, the devil is tempting Jesus, saying, um, all of this, with all of its power and authority and splendor, he's talking about all the regions of the world and all the kingdoms, all of it will be yours if you bow down and worship to me. Guys, but Jesus says here in, in, uh, in verse 8, Jesus rebuked him and said, Satan, get behind me, for it is written in the scriptures, only one is worthy of your adoration. You will worship before the Lord your God and love him supremely. Guys, what I love about carrying a heart of worship is when we carry a heart of worship every day, we wake up and realize that today is not about me. Today is not about Chris. It's not about you. It's about the Lord. And sometimes I question when I see people who are constantly having a bad day because of what people say or because they just don't feel that great. I want to question you, where is your focus? Is your focus on you or is your focus on worshiping Jesus and on how good he is? Because if we are focused on him, then life is good. Life is beautiful. Guys, we are created to glorify God. So guys, the five keys here I want to encourage you with today is to, to be in a, uh, to pray, to be affirmed by the Father, to have an active relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive a fresh touch from him daily, to be rooted in the word of God and to carry a heart of worship.